chapter 8, verse 2. We were, we were in Indiana, and, uh, and then we went down to North Carolina, and they're looking at me like I'm crazy because I, you know, I keep mixing up things, and I speak so fast. But uh, it's good to be in New York City where you can just talk away and feel comfortable, and, you know, God is gracious. Another thing about Chile before I start even, um, in my testimony, I fought God for the whole time. I told, I told God, hey, anywhere in New York City, because New York City is the best. And, you know, and, and that's the plan I gave God, and God didn't want that. So finally I tell him, anywhere in America, God, anywhere. You know, Miami has half of Cuba. That's my nation right there. I can go start churches there. You know, anywhere. There's a lot of Spanish people everywhere in America. So God said, no, no. So he stopped that. So I kept praying. I kept reading through Jonah. I finally surrendered to him. Where would he have me go? And he finally lays chili upon my heart. Well, you know, when we went on our survey, tray, survey trip to Chile, Chile, Santiago, Chile is just like New York City. They'll rob you like anything. <laughs> um, the person who was taking us around the first uh, time, they robbed his paycheck. So, um, we're, and we're the, we were the guests there, so they were kind of laughing at him because, hey, the tourists always get robbed, not the, not the people that live there. So uh, it was interesting, but if you don't have it locked or sealed, they will rob it. Even the Baptist church, they put the cars behind the thing because when you come back outside, they won't be there. So there's a lot of robbery. And even for an apartment building, we're going to live in an apartment building because it's safer than houses because everybody watches for each other and their things. So just a little bit more about Chile. But uh, Acts chapter 8, verse 2, and we will pray first before we start. Thank you, Lord, for your love and mercy, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all you do, Lord. And Lord, uh, may your spirit be upon us. Speak through me, Lord. Help us to um, edify us, Lord. Lord, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Acts chapter 8, verses 2 and 3 says, And the... Uh, that's not Acts chapter 8. Oh, okay. Acts chapter 8, verse 3. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house, and hailing men and women, committed them to prison. Therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere, preaching the word. And... Um, I'm preaching today about obedience. God wants total obedience. From the beginning of the Bible, from the beginning of time, He wants a total obedience from Adam and Eve all throughout. You see it through Judges. You see it through, through the whole Bible. God wants total obedience. And here He wanted obedience. And here we see Saul causing havoc on the church. And I want to focus on this word havoc here. We think about havoc lately. We see havoc in New Orleans. We saw havoc in, in um, Las Vegas with all that snow. We see havoc in the, with the tsunamis happening. But that's not the type of havoc that's happening. This is persecution. That's the type of havoc that's happening. This is what's happening to this church. There's persecution going on. But there's a reason for the persecution. And even before that persecution, nothing happens. Nothing happens without God letting it happen. We can't surprise God. We, don't, we, don't, uh, um, put any, we can't trick God. We can't do anything in secret. Nothing happens without God letting it happen. So God let this havoc happen to this church. And uh, we see um, God letting it happen. There are reasons for this. We, we see um, 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 this person, Saul, he, he's being uh, faithful to what he believes. He thinks he's doing the word of God. And we see this in, in, with the Jehovah Witness and Mormons, even here in, in, uh, in Queens and in, in New York and in, in Chile. 
nowadays the Jehovah Witness and Mormons have a, a church in every town. This is how much they're pushing this false religion. But this wasn't the, the havoc. This was more uh, persecution. But there was a reason why God let it happen. We even see in America um, that havoc is coming upon us with these bills coming by. We see, we see uh, how they want God out of everything. They want the, the Bible out of the schools. They want the Ten Commandments out of the courts. But there is a reason why God lets this happen. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and we'll read 8 and 9. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. This is the Great Commission. This Great Commission was given to this church. This same church was the church that was blessed 5,000. It was blessed 3,000. It was blessed with people daily. So it was a big church. This church had strength. This church had members. It could have been doing the Great Commission from the beginning. That's what God wanted them to do. This is what God wants us to do. Everybody has a different calling. Not everybody can be a pastor. Not everybody's called to the utmost parts of the world, Chile. Not everybody is uh, called to to be a Sunday school, school teacher, but we all have a different calling, but we're all called to go soul winning. We're all called to do a work, and, and uh, one of our duties is soul winning. That was the commandment. That was the commandment to this church, and God wanted them to do it. And in fact, Jesus' last words were those words to this church, and after that, he, they didn't see him no more. That was the last words he spoke on earth to this church. And here he, he gives them these words, he gives them this commandment, and then he starts blessing this church. Yet they still don't do it. So finally, God lets this havoc upon the church to get them to do what they were finally supposed to be doing from the beginning. And, and as you can see at the end of verse 4, it says, And therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. So they were finally doing what God wanted them to do. They were finally moving forward. Um, sometimes it's hard to get out of our comfort zone. I love, uh, I love well, I love being in Brooklyn and everything, but there's nothing like being in Conowingo, Maryland, where we live now. I can leave my doors unlocked, the windows open. I can leave the keys inside the car, and they'll be there tomorrow. Uh, you can't do that here. Someone will walk by and be like, oh, how nice, thank you, and take it like a gift. Uh, in Conowingo, Maryland, I can let my kid run. We have about an acre and a half for my child to run all around. We rent, um, but he can run all around there and just run, ride his bicycle, go on his slide, climb trees, whatever he wants. And I don't have to worry. The cows across the street won't do nothing. The goats, uh, the pumpkins on one side. We have the, uh, the corn on the other. And, and it's, just, it's just beautiful. And that's my comfort zone. In fact, um, before Sammy was born, uh, we were a part-time deputation. And I was working as a dialysis tech. And uh, that's how we paid the bills. That's how we got um, Sammy through, because it was a lot of money for uh, a baby. So I worked till full-time, I, I worked on part-time deputation until Sammy was born, but you put a big needle in that person. And sometimes, you know, they'd be mean to you. So, you know, oh, you want to be mean to me, and you know, a big needle, and you give it a little harder to, oh, you should see how fast they, they were so nice after that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you, but <laughs> they were all so nice, and that was my comfort zone. You know, I, I someone wanted to be mean to me, I had pleasure. I'll, I'll show you what to be mean. So, that's my comfort zone. It was nice to just live in my house. It's nice to, 
But the safest place for anybody, the safest place in for your life is in God's will. For you alive, what God's will is for your life. Verse 5. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And here we see Philip. Here we also see Philip and Samaria. Samaria is one of the places from the um, Great Commission. And here he goes to Samaria. We see Philip, this same Philip, this Philip um, that we're seeing is the same Philip from Acts chapter 6. And we'll read Acts chapter 6, verse 3, and then we'll read verse 5. It says, Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip. And it goes on. So this same Philip, the same Philip who was a deacon, the same Philip who was a servant of the church, who was, all he was doing is serving tables, was the one chosen to go down to Samaria to, 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 to do um, what we were supposed to be doing from the beginning, is to, to give the word, to preach the word. And he goes down there. And we see uh, the type of person that God uses. is a deacon. Uh, he was a deacon of the church. He was a servant of God. He was full of the Holy Ghost. He was a bondage report. And he was letting the soft voice of the Holy Spirit guide him and direct him. And um, this man, because he let the soft voice guide him to, to where uh, he would, God would have him, he listened and we'll see what he does. And just like I'm trying to lead, uh, let the Holy Spirit lead, there is uh, 15 and a half million people in Chile. Uh, Chile is just like Samaria. It's, uh, it was, um, Samaria was hated by the Jews. Samaria was thought of, Samaritans were thought of as dogs. They in fact, they didn't go through Samaria. They went around Samaria to get to where they were going. So here we see the same thing. And, and Chile is not too far. It's a third world country. Uh, you see a big difference once you get there. You've seen some of the pictures. And uh, you see how, how different. But we see because of one person following the soft voice of the Holy Spirit to guide and direct, leads him to Samaria. We see he was a servant of the God. We also see verses 6 and 7. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies that were lame were healed. And here we see Philip doing what, he was, what they were all supposed to be doing from the beginning, what this church was supposed to be doing as it was being uh, added daily. It was uh, going out and, and give the gospel, the true bread of life, the true, true life. And uh, here we um, see him doing that. He's whether he's uh, planting the seed, watering it, giving out tracts, street preaching. He's doing it all, and he's over there. And you know what? We know that God's word never comes back void. You know, you give that track out. It, it, it's, uh, uh, God's word is uh, sharper than a two-edged sword to cut anything asunder. And we see that, and, and as we, we do the work of Jesus Christ, we do the work that, that he, uh, the, the Great Commission, we see things happening, and we see what he does. And as... Uh, um, he speaks to them. We see, we see the things. It says, verse 8, And there was great joy in that city. Great joy. There's no greater joy than salvation. And when there's salvation, you see the people starting to rejoice. The people uh, around them were rejoicing. The people in Jerusalem, the people here and there. You know, not only do the people there, but heaven rejoices when someone gets saved. So there was rejoicement down there. There was rejoicing in Samaria. There was rejoicing in and in heaven because these people were getting saved because there was great joy. And we see that, we see that in um, verse um, 
12, it says, But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. And here we see there was great joy. But not only was there great joy, these people started putting their eyes upon Jesus. They started following um, the will of God. Um, after salvation, um, um, the next thing is uh, baptism. It's not needed for salvation, but it's the next step in showing that you believe in God. It's, a, it's the next thing. And, and here the people were getting baptized, and they were following God's will. They were doing what they were saying because of one person following the soft voice of the Holy Spirit. We see verse 80, uh, 26. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, go towards the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is the desert. And here he's having this great revival here. He's seeing people get saved. God tells him through the Holy Spirit again through, um, to go down to the desert. And you know the desert's probably dry, it's hot. You know, he, he's having this great time. Yet again, he follows God's will. There can't be many people there. There can't be much thing. So he follows God's will down to the desert. You know, he meets that Ethiopian eunuch. And over there, he jumps on there. He leads him to Christ. And in verse um, 39, it says, And when they were come up out of the water, because he also was re um, rejoicing, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, and the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. So here we see this eunuch also getting saved because he followed the soft voice of the Holy Spirit down to the desert. And he's taking that word down to Ethiopia. So now the word's in Samaria. The word's heading to Ethiopia. And also... <coughs> um, he, he's preaching all through, he says, but Philip was found at Azustas, and passing through, he preached in all cities till he came to Caesarea. And Acts 20, 21.8. And the next day, we that were of Paul's company departed and came unto Caesarea, and we entered into the house of Philip the evangelist, who was, which was one of the seven and abode with him. The same Philip who was um, one of the seven deacons who was spoken, the same Philip who went to, to Samaria, who, who met the Ethiopian, then is, now is in Caesarea. He's an evangelist because he's following the soft voice of the Holy Spirit to guide and direct him, and he leads him there, and he starts uh, um, over there in, in, in Caesarea. And not only that, he's over there putting up Paul, Paul, the person who wrote half the New Testament, Paul, the person who was the one who was doing the havoc back in chapter 8. He's over there putting him up there in that room because of leading, um, because of him following the soft voice of the Holy Spirit to guide him, direct him, what he should say, what, where he should go, what he should do. Because of one man listening to the soft voice, all these people um, got saved. And not only that, Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. Matthew 28, 20 says, teaching them to observe all things, whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And lo, I am with you always. God's always with us. God is, uh, he gives us the power. He gives us, a, he's with us wherever we go, wherever he's sent in us, wherever the Holy Spirit is leading us, he will be with us. And we're able to accomplish this. And uh, this, this book wasn't finished when Philip went out under the soft voice of the Holy Spirit to guide and direct them. He didn't have that promise, but we do, and we can go out and follow the soft voice of the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us, to show us where we should go, what we should say, or what we should do. Let's bow our heads to him. Thank you, Lord, for your love and mercy. Thank you, Lord, for all you do for us. And Lord, help us to listen to the soft voice of the Holy Spirit. Lord, help us to let him guide us and direct us. 
but the safest place for us is in your will, Lord. And Lord, uh, help us, Lord, to be like Philip, Lord, to go where you'd have us to do. And Lord, uh, fill us with your spirit. And thank you, Lord. We love you. We praise you. Amen. Joe, you play only trust him on the piano. And if the Lord has spoken to your heart about listening to that soft voice of the Holy Spirit, then you just need to come and pray. If God's been working in your heart, now is the time. Let's, let's not be long. people said amen we thank you brother galley for being here tonight and presenting the burden that god has placed upon your heart for the people and the nation of chile you know the the way it works is god calls people to places he wants them churches pray for them and support them and the work of missions gets done amen and uh, as we've said so many times, and uh, just reiterating from the missions conference, uh, we, we don't have to have denominational headquarters to get the thing done. Amen. Uh, his church there, and, and in fact, I have used to drive through uh, Rising Sun and Conowingo. There's a big dam across the Susquehanna River right there. And uh, his wife was raised in Cecil County. That's where I used to go deer hunting when I was a kid. And uh, I missed one, and uh, the rest of the time I didn't see anything. But uh, uh, it was uh, 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 it's a beautiful area. There's no doubt about that. But to leave that place and go to Chile, God's got to be doing something. Amen? And so you, you pray for them. And, of course, uh, it's, uh, as we said before, um, we're, we want to add more missionaries to our to the families to the missionaries we support, uh, but we've got to be honest with our finances and and we're moving in the right direction. Praise God, and uh, we'll see what happens. We just finished our missions conference. We're waiting for. I, I will tell you this: the last two weeks' missions offering have been the best two weeks in a row in about the last six months. Uh, so the Lord is doing something in our in our missions giving, and we praise the Lord for that. And uh, if that continues, we should be able to add uh, one, possibly uh, two missionary families. Uh, of course, we're going to, uh, O ye of little faith, uh, we're going to wait until we get the next two offerings in for November uh, just to see how that all works out. And... Uh, but uh, because we do not want to make a commitment that we can't follow through on. Uh, and uh, 